Should Christians celebrate Halloween? This is a very interesting topic because we don't really talk about this much. We tend to say it's over-spiritualized if we ask. Um, I think a lot of people don't even think about it very much. What's the big deal, right? Well, there's a lot to be said about this. We're going to be diving in today, but let's just say there are things to consider and be thoughtful about as believers if we really are serious about wholeheartedly following God, you know, really being faithful to Him and trying to walk His way instead of just going with the flow of the culture. So yeah, we hope that this encourages you and speaks to you and maybe just gives you some thoughts that perhaps you haven't considered before. So let's dive in. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Hmm. A lot of times we wonder about this. Maybe you wonder overtly or you don't wonder about it at all, but it is definitely very important because it is celebrated literally all around the world. We want to talk about this because a lot of our friends celebrate it. Like Grace says, um, America celebrates it a lot, but we also don't want to be like, yeah, you gross uh halloween that's <laughs> like evil that's, um, but we do want to talk about it because it is important and i think as christians there's a bigger theme here around even like the spiritual darkness spiritual warfare that's going on around the world too mm-hmm. it's definitely a juicy question and i feel like a lot of us don't even want to think about it or most of most people are like that's not a big deal like why are you guys you know over spiritualizing things and to an extent just like what alex said that could be true on the opposite end. There's also like some real life implications of spiritual forces and warfare that we just want to talk about and like bring to the forefront so that we're aware and we're not just like apathetic, I guess, about it. Before we get started, we love that people are subscribed and following us on social media because that's how we ask you guys to vote for your favorite topics, to input your questions for us to talk about. And we just want to invite you, if you haven't yet, to make sure you sign up for the email list because going forward, we're going to be actually utilizing that even more to just share our resources, share updates, and kind of do more like exclusive stuff with our email list subscribers. So make sure you go to the link in the the description and you can sign up there and make sure you don't miss out on anything coming from us and from the podcast um, and also some exciting things coming in the future that we can't talk about yet but it will happen and you don't want to miss it so yes we are <laughs> evolving and if you're not part of the email list you will not receive our communications <laughs> anyways back to our scheduled content yeah So what makes Halloween so contentious? Well, a lot of us have positive associations and even very fond memories of Halloween as kids. But we rarely think of the different sides of Halloween, like especially as we uh, mature as Christians, we tend to feel the darker side of things and we just look at things more holistically. But as kids, we just kind of, you know, go with the flow, go with the culture of things, don't really mm-hmm. think too much about it. Like uh, school programs, neighborhood events. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I personally have pretty fond memories of Halloween as a kid. I have immigrant parents, so they think it's like, oh, this is a national holiday. And my grandmother, she literally buys candy and always makes sure that there's 
candy out in the doorstep every Halloween. And she would hand deliver the candy to the kids. It was actually very cool. But for me, I would go around trick-or-treating with my cousins. I would go with my mom. Uh, my dad wasn't really into it. Um, but my mom, my uncle, my cousins, we would go around the neighborhood or the mall. And it was really fun. We'd go door to door and dress up as well. And it was a super fun event. And then even in school, there were activities during Halloween as well. So personally, I have a lot of fun memories as a kid with Halloween. Then high school came along. This is just an awkward age where I felt like I was growing up, but I wasn't really grown up yet. So I didn't participate in trick-or-treating all that much, but I did get into scary and horror movies. And oh it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because I I don't know why I torture myself with scary movies. I'm, I'm like so scared and, and chicken. And he loves it. I, I love it. I love it. I'm the opposite. I do not do well with scary movies. But in college, I also actually didn't participate in Halloween too much. But I did remember a lot of my friends and just college students, especially in the dorms, getting wasted or dressing up or going to parties. I would tangentially participate, but I wasn't really in it. That's just what I noticed in college. Yeah. How about you? I think you make a good point about the awkward high school age because I feel like no one talks about that, but that's true. Like when you're a kid, you have so much fun trick-or-treating, but then suddenly when you're a teenager, you're not Hmm. really like it's not really accepted anymore for you to trick or treat, but you like liked it so much growing up. So then it's like, what do you do anyway? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, it was very similar to Alex. I loved trick or treating. I have a sweet tooth, so obviously it was like buffet time every year for candy. And so Kit Kat bars. Yes, I would like literally. What was your favorite candy? Anything with like milk chocolate, peanut butter, like Snickers, Reese's, Kit Kats, sour candy, gummies. Wow. The list can go on, but. Yeah, it was basically like payday, you know, as a kid. Because as a kid, you don't like make money or we didn't do. Actually, in some of my neighborhoods, they actually gave out cash. (laughs) (laughs) But I I never. The Orange County plays neighborhoods for you. Orange County um, life. Most of us peasants did not receive cash. We had to get our winnings in candy. My highlight every year was like getting all this candy in my bucket and then going home and organizing the candies. Like that was like my fun. Wow. Yeah, so I would like... Dang, I would just trade them with my cousins. (laughs) (laughs) I dumped it all out on the floor. I would like organize the colors and the types of candy. And then I would give my mom the ones... She liked the almond ones. So I would give her the almond ones, the peanut ones, my dad. It was like a very like organized system. And I really enjoyed it. It was therapeutic. And I also liked dressing up. I was a pumpkin when I was a baby. I was a bride. Statue of Liberty. I was Mulan one year. I was Winnie the Pooh. That was my very first costume. Oh, I could totally. And my cousin freaked out. Why? (laughs) I think it was his first time seeing a costume. And he was so freaked out about my Winnie the Pooh costume. Isn't Winnie the Pooh so cute? Why would it? What kind of Winnie the Pooh are you? (laughs) Yeah, but can you imagine a Winnie? Like a a real, a real life Winnie the Pooh walking around? I was scared when I was little going to Disneyland, seeing like the chipmunks, like Chip and Dale. It was scary. Oh, you know what's scary are clowns. (laughs) Okay, let's not go there. That's actually scary. I don't even like thinking about clowns. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) anyway, as a kid, it's like everyone celebrates it. It's fun. You dress up. You play games. So you don't really think about it. You know, eventually as you grow older I think what I was getting to earlier was like if you don't trick-or-treat then what do you do so as a kid you kind of like more kids are like trying to prove you know they're grown up they're not scared of things so you go to haunted houses or you watch horror movies 
activities. Or I personally didn't do this, but I know a lot of other kids, you know, they did like Ouija board stuff. It's like crossing into the like spiritually not okay place, but it's kind of part of the culture. It is part of what we celebrate. And so that's kind of why we want to dive into this a bit more. Yeah, again, on one side, just like we mentioned in our upbringings, like it's harmless fun. You know, like people will say it's harmless. It's totally not a big deal. Like you guys are overthinking it as Christians. It's just dressing up, having fun, trick-or-treating. What's the harm? Watching scary movies, it's fun. Some it's could- fun to some people. <laughs> some people, not, yeah. not this one. <laughs> yeah. And on the other side, people are like, this is so dark and sinful. Like don't even get close to it. It's demonic. You know, there's a lot of darkness in it. Actually, there's validity to that to some degree, right? Because it does have a lot of origins in pagan traditions. Like there are some traditions that still carry on today that are from like very dark and like pagan worship stuff Christians and other people from other religions have kind of taken some traditions and then changed it so it's a little bit not as spiritually tied like going back to what people argue about this being like a dark holiday there is validity to that also because obviously we see so much blood gore promoted like especially on like Netflix like I was telling Alex like during Halloween can Netflix just have like a way to opt out of the scary movie images (laughs) like that's all I'm seeing or even on any streaming app you see so much darkness being promoted scary images and even into witchcraft which is also a very real thing if people don't know witchcraft is real and it is demonic it's not of god and also on top of that people using it as an excuse to kind of dress inappropriately or revealing everything to the world mm-hmm. um Talking and college people <laughs> yeah I yeah and you. and it's promoted in celebrity culture too like celebrities you know using it as a way to show off their bodies and that's another topic but basically it can be very abused and you know hookup culture sex all this stuff is related and intertwined with that it's really easy to fall into the trap of being apathetic or hyper legalistic but really there's no right or wrong way we're not here to say like hey don't celebrate halloween it's evil we just want to personally encourage you to do what god is calling into you but we also just want to give you some principles for you to follow or guidelines when we're celebrating halloween yeah because there's only not one right way or one formula to follow it's really all about what god is personally speaking to you and convicting you about we only want to cover three kind of principles um, to consider so the first one is why do you want to do or not want to do something and this pertains to not just halloween it's really anything in life instead of thinking is this bad or is this good really think a layer deeper like why do i want to do or not want to do something and that's ultimately you know looking into your inner motivations do you just want to fit in do you just feel pressured by other people do you feel like oh i don't want to like be looked down on i don't want to be called weird are you afraid of what others might think of you ultimately it's really remembering going back to scripture it's like you don't live for the fear of man you live for the fear of god like god's opinion is what matters right and so ultimately it's just about doing what god is telling you and not what you feel like others expect doing things out of fear out of obligation out of wanting to be accepted by other people i'm even reminded of how in college people would somehow pressure you to go to parties or Mm -hmm. especially how well not only in halloween and also other events too and yeah definitely felt that pressure to conform to society to fit in to be not weird Mm -hmm. to people too so that's definitely something to consider second guideline for you to consider about halloween is how does this thing affect you personally? And I want to start off with a verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 23. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. If you have a challenge or struggle with 
alcohol, don't go to a party that has alcohol. Or if you're struggling with lust, don't go to a rave. There's tendencies that we need to be aware about. And for me, like I, I don't really struggle with alcohol. I don't have a propensity towards it or anything like that. So I can go to a party, but I, I know I, I have like zero, what is it? Like temptation or desire. Zero temptation yeah. to drink alcohol or get wasted. Another example is uh, don't watch horror or dark movies if it makes you fearful and you just feel spiritually icky about it. Um, and I think Grace even stopped watching Black Mirror for this reason. Yeah. Yes, I, I so I have a YouTube video talking about this. So I watched Black Mirror a couple years ago. If people don't know, Black Mirror is kind of like a dark, like sci-fi thriller series that used to be kind of more, I would say like tame. It was still pretty dark, but I could handle it. And I fast forward, I think they like switched their direction. If anyone watched this new season, you know what I'm talking about. But it got really twisted and dark. Maybe it's also because I've changed as a person like over the past few years and I've gotten, I feel like the more you grow in God actually the less appealing those things tend to be and so when we were watching I was like I don't think I can keep watching this series we actually stopped watching it because I felt so not good afterwards I was like this is not good for my soul and I know it if you watch something or you see something or you listen to something that you notice like it's making you more fearful or more paranoid or more I don't know how to explain it you just know like it's not very healthy and life-giving that's a sign to pay attention to of like maybe I should stop this because it's actually not edifying me it's more pulling me away from God the last movie that I really felt like spiritually heavy was Parasite yeah it's hard because everyone was raving about it like oh parasite's so good yeah it seems so long ago but i think i've seen a lot of other horror movies or scary movies like that i actually didn't know what it was coming in yeah. I, I was I, I just thought oh everyone's talking about it i'm really curious i want to check this out but after watching parasite dude i felt like i needed to like get baptized again or i i felt like my soul was dark yeah. it was I haven't felt that from a movie ever. You know your tendencies. You know how things affect you. Everyone is different. We're not saying do this, don't do that. Just be careful. Listen to the Holy Spirit. You have Jesus in you. So you have a sense of what is dark, what is demonic, and really pay attention to that. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are popular in culture that actually the enemy strategically makes popular so that it drives people away from God and the things that are light and of, mm. of light. Because if you look at even music and music videos and TV shows, take for example Game of Thrones and like Squid Game. I mean, I'm not saying, again, we're not labeling like, oh, this is bad or not, but it's like everybody was talking about it. But so many people, we've, we haven't watched those things because I've heard enough to know that that's not good for my soul but if everyone's doing it in your head you're like oh it should be fine right but i think it's a very strategic ploy of the enemy to use those things in popular culture to draw us away from what god says is the narrow path to life i have to research popular culture just to be relevant to my coworkers, it's a great way to witness to people. You can research, but just, just don't yeah. watch. <laughs> just, just be um, don't don't be don't live under a rock, but don't okay. have some boundaries right. too. Live under a, a rock, but it's an open rock, <laughs> <laughs> like a cave, <laughs> like SpongeBob, like Patrick. Wait, was he the one that? I didn't watch SpongeBob growing up. Oh my! I thought it was what? really dumb. Sorry, popular, unpopular opinion. Actually, it was. I I agree. Um, 
<laughs> we, we don't care if you unsubscribe from us uh, if you hear this. We're not offended. If you, <laughs> we're, yeah, if we're you really like not SpongeBob offended. We don't. I thought SpongeBob was, eh, it was okay. Just be wise and be careful. Right. The Bible says to guard your heart above all things, above all else. So number three is how might be God be inviting you to use this opportunity to be a light? And I think this is a really good, you know, challenging question because I don't think many of us, at least people like us who haven't grown up in Christian homes, maybe if you grew up in a Christian house, this is more popular. But I've never really thought that deeply until recent years of like using Halloween as like a redeeming like opportunity for the gospel. And so even though there is a lot of dark activity happening around this time that people who don't believe in Jesus or worship other things will utilize this day to do like worship other gods and spirits and idols, the the more darkness there is, the more our light can shine and draw people to God ultimately. And so what are some ways that he could be inviting you or tugging you to shine his light in the darkness? So just some examples is um, last year, actually, we took our small group to go volunteer at a outreach event um, during Halloween. So it was a Halloween party for these teenagers and kids in this underserved area um, in the Bay Area. And we just got to pass out candy and play games and just be present with them. Um, It wasn't, you know, we weren't doing witchcraft or doing Ouija boards or anything, but it really was just being present in the community and bringing joy to families in that way through candy and just playing games. And another example is if your neighborhood participates in trick-or-treating, which we know not everyone does anymore. I feel like it's kind of like dying a bit in our society because the crime and it's not as safe as it used to be but if you do like why not be known as the most generous house like the house that all the kids and families are like oh that house is like full of really generous people with like huge candy bars and but i don't know if you want to give out money like alex's neighbors did um you couldn't like say i'll give you candy if i pray for you (laughs) (laughs) like bribe them to let you preach to them i'm just kidding i have heard of people doing uh, what they call like candy scriptures which is attaching bible verses to candy i've seen examples now of like people instead of doing jack-o'-lanterns they just paint scripture or use the pumpkins as like a canvas to paint whatever they want um that's meditative or um thinking about god that's so cool or another i saw another um activity that a parent was doing with their kids where like they were carving faces in pumpkins but then they every time they carve like the eyes it would be like it's because like we want to see with like god's lens god's perspective and then the mouth is like because i want to speak god's words of truth so it's like a teaching moment as you do it with your kids another give them a fruit and it'll be (laughs) metaphorical and say you you have some fruits of the spirit or you will bear good fruit a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad have you ever gotten fruit for a trigger tree i feel like i would actually like that fruity snacks but not fruits because it's like yeah why not promote health like why not why yeah why why candy why not like like protein bars (laughs) i would i would do that or like kids you're like oh dang or like shots of protein shakes i would totally do that actually (laughs) Wow, that would be an interesting experiment to run. Would people hate your house or love your house if you gave out healthy snacks? Anyway, another idea is to actually, I think anyone can do this really, and we could do this as well, is use this week as people you know are going to be out and about like participating in sinful activities to just pray even more intentionally that week for the people in your community or your neighbors or anybody in your spheres of influence and pray that you know they would not be influenced by the enemy, that they would actually be drawn closer to God 
and that God would use things around them in their lives and even yourself, you know, how you live, what you talk about, um, what you post on social media to just be that light again in that darkness. So it doesn't mean you have to do any of this or all of this. We just want to throw out some ideas and you can get really creative, just like what Alex was saying about the fruits, fruits um, the spirit. or anything else. Like I was even thinking like dressing up as like the disciples <laughs> or, or Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or people could be like knock on the door and it will open <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and give them a wow yeah what if you like set up your yard we don't have a yard but like if you have a yard like set up like an ex- experience that people could walk through to like learn about jesus before they get to the door <laughs> wow okay we're getting we're that's, getting carried that's away christmas. <laughs> that's christmas yeah basically why don't we celebrate christmas instead of celebrating halloween yes. just skip it scrap it <laughs> Okay, okay. To wrap things up, be aware and do not fear. Be aware that daily spiritual warfare is real. It is a real thing and you can definitely feel it too. And I want to share from Ephesians 6.12. It says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So the devil is always looking for opportunities to get a, get a foothold into your heart and soul. So be very careful with it. It's definitely real. And Wait, I have a question about scary movies. Yeah, yeah. So like you said watching Parasite was not good for your soul but you still to this day enjoy watching scary movies so i have a question i think people will be wondering what is it about scary movies that draws you to watch it but then how do you make sure it doesn't like taint your soul like parasite or black mirror there's a difference between scary and dark mm, an example dark is like parasite i can't even think because like disturbing I don't, disturbing yeah I, I can't even think of like shows or movies around dark black mirror like we said but scary is like suspenseful mm. it's like it keeps me awake i can only think of like og halloween movies but a dark movie is halloween like the guy in the white mask i think that's just super dark it's like some guy just murdering people it's that that's dark to me scary is just like oh whoa you gotta watch out like a jump scare i mean horror movies can have jump scares mm. it, it, it's hard to say yeah um so you just what, what you're saying is you just like the adrenaline rush of the whoa like didn't see that coming yeah i like being <laughs> on the edge of my seat I see. but i don't want to have my soul stained mm. you know if a movie is dark it's like oh you feel mm, the ache. like kind of heavy yeah almost okay it like affects you internally but scary movies are just like i'm like sweating or i'm like <laughs> alex, i'm like jumping alex like sweats in a lot of not even scary movies just like adventure like marvel you know yeah, yeah. I think for everyone, it's it is different. I think the big theme you just t- touched on is know yourself, be honest with what's your threshold, and then be cautious and mindful before just jumping into things and then not thinking about what this will do to your spiritual well being. Totally. First Peter five eight says, "Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour." Although this holiday can get very dark in some ways, it is important to guard your heart, know what your temptations are, know where sin is most tempting for you to do. Um, like I said in the beginning, if you struggle with lust, don't go to a strip club. Um, actually, don't don't go to a strip club. <laughs> period. Um, Or don't go to a rave. If you struggle with alcohol, don't go to a party with a bunch of alcohol. So James 4, 7 says, resist the devil 
and he will flee from you. Actually, now that I'm reading it, it's interesting that if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. It doesn't say like flee from the devil. Mm, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Anyways, please resist the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it just speaks to the power of our choices. Like we actually, it's not that hard. It's up to us to actively choose. Will we say no? If we say no, he'll, he's going to go away because he knows you're not a suspect. Uh, susceptible i don't know why that's so hard to say you're not susceptible to him you're not vulnerable and so when you say no thanks he will go away but if we are like oh okay maybe you know and then he'll be like, oh great a great opportunity for me to prowl to to pray on this person not p-r-a-y but p-r-e-y someone once told me and this will never leave me don't pitch your tent at the devil's door you don't want to mm. set yourself up for failure basically by just saying yeah sure like let me do this and knowing full well that you probably that's probably not good for you again the three key questions that you can use to self-evaluate and ask god about you can ask god to highlight this um to you and, and journalists down is number one why do you want to do something or not do something do what god tells you look in your heart motivation number two how does that thing affect you do what is honoring to god not just mindlessly or recklessly doing something and number three how might god be inviting you to be a light but at the same time, don't feel obligated to do things just because you're like, oh, I have to like be Christian. Like, honestly, just ask God and he might give you different ideas and just do what you honestly feel nudged or tugged to do. And that gives you life and joy. Yeah, we just hope this gives you some food for thought, some fruit for thought. The most important thing ultimately is knowing that there's no one perfect way. It's not about do this, not don't do this. It's just about listening to God's voice. In this podcast, we talk about the importance of having a real intimate living relationship with God. Just like me and Alex, like I, we talk all the time and we ask for each other's input on things. And same with God, like he wants to give us input on in our lives. And he also wants to hear us and how we're doing. So it's really just about having that um, active two-way relationship with God and faithfully following what you believe he's leading you to do when it comes to honoring him and also being a witness in terms of being light to those in your life and around you. For example, this year, we're going to a Halloween party that our friend is hosting. It's, it's anime. It's anime clean. themed. What's that? <laughs> it's anime themed. Did you know that? Oh, it's anime themed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not yeah, like dark and scary. It's probably kind of nerdy, but it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So we're not we're not living under a rock. We <laughs> yeah. are we are doing things for Halloween. Yeah, but we're not worshiping. But we're not worshiping, worshiping Satan or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. We're probably gonna worship God like at the party. <laughs> In our anime costume. <laughs> Can you imagine all the Gokus and all the <laughs> all the Gokus, like all the Christian. Naruto's like worshiping God and singing how great oh is our gosh, God? Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. As a final reminder, if you haven't signed up, sign up to the email list. It'll be again linked in the description. We're not gonna spam you. We're not gonna give you like an every like email, 10 emails a day. You can always unsubscribe if you're like, actually, I don't really like what they're sending me. It won't hurt our feelings. It'll we understand. We, we understand. Yeah. We unsubscribe all the time. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah, but it'll be really easy to unsubscribe if you want to. Next week, we have a really special interview, um, not just because of the content, which is going to be so important to our everyday lives that um, we don't even realize we need to talk about it. So that's a little clue. But the other thing is we're going to be doing a giveaway. We're going to be doing our very first guest collaboration giveaway. So we're going to be giving away free things. You do not want to miss it. We're going to announce more details next week. And make sure you're following us on Instagram because the giveaway will be held on our Instagram. We're going to give the instructions on there. It's going to be awesome. We cannot wait for you to participate so we can
can give out some free stuff. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. And I think it'll bring a lot of the clue is it'll give a lot of comfort and hope and healing. See you next week. <laughs>